Yo, 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 yo. All right, so I'm back. The D is silent. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Roughly the same as how this name is on the podcast. Roughly. Eventually, one day, I'll go and fucking put it all in the descriptions in every single one of these episodes. Or once I start gaining a lot of traction again. Because right now, I'm, I'm averaging like 9 to 10 listens. Waiting for it to bump back up to like 20, 30, 40. And then I'll start doing it. Or maybe beyond. If it get, if we get traction, I guess. Whatever. So let's talk about some earth-shattering news. My thoughts on it. Uh, World War Three is a possibility. But I don't really think it is. Um, let me break down this situation for you. And I know it's on hot on everybody's fucking hot news right now. Russia versus Ukraine versus the West versus the world. Uh, <clears throat> strategically, Russia has been a bitch for quite some time. Because we were in Afghanistan and they didn't dare make a move until we left. Um... And that pretty much sums up what's going on. They waited till we left that region of the world and before they made a move. And that kind of... It kind of goes a lot back to... <clears throat> back to Bush. Uh, Vladimir Putin is a former KGB member. Uh, and I remember watching a documentary about how he too used... They almost went about it. This, it almost the same things happened. Eerily similar things happened. There were bombings in Russia, killing innocent people. Um, and Vladimir Putin came in, stepped in, and put a stop to all of that. He used that bombings of uh, buildings to to pretty much prop himself up to the president at one point, and then he ended up changing the rules to where he could just be elected um, supposedly elected but there's not really an election process there Uh, be elected to the president long term Uh, basically he's not giving up the seat of power which is again um, that was that was probably step one of you know what's going on now and that all kind of took place during the Bush era when he came into power uh, he changed I think he changed the constitution during the Obama administration which uh, but the right I think see I know here in the United States everybody believes that different presidents should come in and that you know, voted in freely and this and that and the other thing and for fair elections. We believe that that works. But there's a huge part portion of the world that just doesn't believe that it works. Uh, they believe that one man that's powerful, that gets things done. And, you know, a lot of people, if you look at the, the landscape of people's, what they believe, a lot of people still kind of believe there's a lot of new school ideas out there when it comes to life. Like, 
I'll give you a hot topic. Gay marriage. There's a huge... I mean, maybe... And not even here in the United States. It's hotly contested. A lot of people don't believe a man in a man or a woman in woman should marry. Or that there should even be transgendered individuals. You know, you go to a lot of the old school world like, you know, like India and, you know, like South America and things of the nature. I mean, it's not, it's just not, um, that's just, that's just, that's like a so far fetched way of thinking. And, and to the surprise of many people, uh, literally, Everybody kind of aligns themselves with how dictators work. Like they don't. They just don't allow it. Like, and it's surprising to the United States. Like, how could like the Taliban take over the region? And it's just simple. But a lot of people just don't believe in that kind of shit. They don't believe in gay marriage. They don't believe in there's other, there's but there's other things. They don't believe women should be. Like I think in Saudi Arabia Or I don't know where the fuck Maybe it's in Dubai Women's are not allowed to drive vehicles uh, Women are not allowed to really do anything And a lot of countries believe that women Don't really have rights They don't have um, It's a man's world Kind of It's a lot of misogyny And that's again here in the United States That's something that you know, we kind of told ourselves about like, oh, we got women can do whatever they want, but women only had their rights like recently, like within the last 50, 60, 70 years, I think. I don't know when the women's rights was, but we pretty much were that way up until recent times. And even even now, I mean, we still haven't elected a woman president. Hillary Clinton came close, um, ultimately with some Russian interference. And um, the help of Trump, it was in his fanatic ass fan base. We didn't, but I mean, I think eventually we'll get a woman president. If not, uh, if not sooner, I mean, at some point we will. I think that's pretty much. It's coming. It's coming soon. I believe within the next twenty, thirty years. Um. But there's a huge part portion, like I said, there's India, Africa, and um, I think the, the Chinese government kind of doesn't really support the idea of women having. I mean, there's plenty. There's plenty of countries. As a matter of fact, like almost all the countries just believe in that. I mean, there's a handful of countries in Europe and a handful here in the in North American continent and even the South American where women have. Those kind of ideals, and that's where Putin is. Putin is gaining traction. A lot of people align himself with those kind of ideals. Women don't have the rising. Matter of fact, I think you can actually beat the dog shit out of women in Russia. And literally, if you're married, there's nothing you can do. Like they they strip women away of all the rights. Uh, and I think in Russia, I mean, it's open season for any. Uh, LGBT member LGBTQ member I mean it's pretty much You get the dog shit Beat out of you too Or if not Killed And if, if even if you are killed I mean there's nothing You can really do about it Like Like it's almost You shouldn't have been that way 
um, from the jump. And there's just a lot of people, again, that's why these people come into power. And they, and a lot of people just simply don't like the United States. I mean, I know the United States, you know, kind of has this idea that they're the number one in the world. But not, we've, we've been painted with such a bad picture ever since I was a kid. I mean, we've we've been looked at as sort of the enemy of the world for quite some time, and Putin is just a, a another another face in a long line of people that just don't, simply don't like us. And then and this is kind of where I kind of feel like his his shifty shady tactics came into play. He just waited for us to leave Afghanistan and Iraq. Because he's been in power for quite some time. And I'm almost... I flipped back and forth between whether or not 9-11 was an inside job. But I almost kind of think Russia has something to do with it. I think they flat out had something to do with it. Now that you think about it. Um, because I, I'm a firm believer that the Taliban did not orchestrate it. Uh, they had... Maybe they had um, help from that... The plan was not concocted there, so. But with all that said, uh, you know, Russia is now moving to take Ukraine, and they will take Ukraine. Um, Ukraine will fall and will become a pretty much a Russian state. And but the end game, I know a lot of people. They, a lot of people are flipping out because there is no end game to Russia, and that's absolutely true. That is absolutely true because I think the United States and, and Europe. Um, I've been pissed off, and I'm gonna tell you what Elon Musk has to do with the fucking World War Three. Cause we're fucking sick. I'm fucking sick. I'm sick of the Middle East. I'm sick of the oil from the Middle East because we're only due for another fucking problem with that. I'm sick of uh, oil in general, and Russia is gaining. I mean, Fox News will leave you to be, lead you to believe that we're buying massive amounts of oil from Russia, and we're we, we don't we're tiptoeing around them. But if it wasn't for the cock blocking of the big companies, which are backed by Republican parties and big oil industry backed. We have the technology. The Tesla technology is available. I mean, I've spoken on it several times over the, you know, dozens of times over my podcast. I don't get why the fuck the United States government and the big car dealerships, Ford, Dodge, and Chevrolet, GMC, whoever, have not adopted similar technologies. Fuck the oil. <clears throat> Give me the self-driving car. Redo the entire infrastructure of self-driving. We need a grid, uh, a computer grid, a highly secure government. The government needs to step in and build a grid. If you want to get in your Tesla car and go, or your, your Ford car, you charge up your house, and you want to go to Vegas, well, then you need to line it up so every car is doing a straight 60 all the way there. You get there, you get to a charging port at, at a hotel or a restaurant or this, that or the other thing. Charge your car and then you're free to use it, you know, 
punch in where you're going. Most people punch in on their GPS where they're going anyway. So the technology already exists. The technology is there. And if we put all our money and all our chips into it and got rid of it and got out of the oil, we would not need oil from anybody. That's the that's the thing. We do need a little bit of oil because it's going to take some time to figure out how to power the United States without oil. But we have our enough oil reserves here. We can just pop open Alaska. And basically, uh, we have different different technologies. Everything counts. You know, we could use wind, solar, tidal, uh, steam. Uh, again, anything. I mean, we could even go nuclear. I don't know why don't we don't. <clears throat> I don't know why do we don't build nuclear stations in the middle of nowhere. We bomb fuck Nevada or I or wherever New Mexico. Why don't we go back there and fucking build a fucking station there where it's already radiated? Um. And I get it, there's a lot of red tape to cut through. <clears throat> and this and that and the other thing. But to me, the the gauntlet has been put down from the world to the United States. And it's been going on for a number of years. The gauntlet is, if you want oil, you're going to have these problems. And just simply, we don't know. I, I don't feel, as of today... As of uh, February the 25th at 10.22 in the morning, 2022, we no longer need to import oil. You know, if it was me, if I was the president, I would have already called Elon Musk. I would have called Bill Gates. I would have called the heads of the oil companies here and told them, look, we simply will not uh, import any more oil. Figure this shit out. Give us the new forms of energy. You've got a grant. you got $10 billion each. Figure it out. I want to answer within fucking three months. They did that shit with the, with the hydrogen bomb. They can fucking figure this out. Uh, get them together to figure out how to transfer gas stations into electric stations. What needs to be done. Uh, the things that absolutely critically need to stay with oil. Okay, get direct pipelines to it to refineries and uh and that's it and, you know reinvent the fucking tire if we need to i mean what needs to be done free us from oil and watch the rest of the world fall apart while we remain a superpower russia will fall to the ashes um because that's how they're that's how these that's how they're aggress- they're aggressively on the move now um, but at that same token, I would like to say this. Russia will not stop at Ukraine for this simple fact. Russia will not be a second. It will not be America versus Russia as the two top superpowers. That is already out of the equation. When they come to find out that after invading Ukraine, after pretty much taking Belarus, Crimea, and perhaps moving into some other... They don't gain any power in the world. It's not like the world will have to submit to Russia or the United States in the ways. That is so far from the truth and from 
a possibility that this invasion of Ukraine doesn't make any sense because they don't gain anything. They gain a little bit more oil field, but again, I think we're I think we're on the cusp now. I think now the United States is poised to pull the rug out from under the world and be like, we don't need your oil. We don't need the Middle East oil no more and watch Saudi Arabia and all them basically give it to us for free once we don't need it. And I think we will still main, buy the oil because we might as well just buy it if they're not going to, if they're giving it away, right? If, if somebody's giving it to you for pennies on the dollar, you might as well just buy it and just have it. Um, in Russia, it will face the same scenario. I think once we pull the rug out from under them, it's going to take a number of years, but Russia will ultimately be confronted with the war. Uh, and be batted down because of a couple of reasons. This is why Russia, to me, um, will eventually invade. Try to. I think they're going to try to take over the rest of Europe. Uh, but they're going to be be confronted with some some power that I don't think they have the the strength to overcome. First and foremost, as they invade Europe, and I think after Ukraine, it's pretty much. Uh, it's pretty much the signal that the rest of Europe is up for grabs. China's still sitting very, very... This is the only winner of this war is China. China has poised itself. And I gotta, I gotta tip my cap to China, man. I mean, I don't... Because they, they're probably going to supply the United States and most, most of the world with everything, including Russia. Russia is probably going to need food and, and boots and things of the nature. And who else can build it but China? As Russia moves more into Europe, China, it only strengthens China's core. And I know China not going to get involved in the war. Not at all. But China has, again, China has poised itself to being a major, major player in the world simply because... They make everything. And and it, as Russia believes that they're gaining traction and becoming a superpower, the only reality begins dawns on them that they will not be able to. And I think eventually they're going to try to confront Russia and that's when the United States will come in, eventually will come in and and really the, the, that Russia will be over. I think Russia at one point will probably tease nuclear war as its only mode of defense but as the world collapses in on Russia I think uh, the Russian people in the military will eventually if not themselves kill Putin uh, he'll step down and be he'll be locked up behind bars for the rest of his life uh, and he might even be executed and just dumped at sea that was the only possible outcome if the Russians were any smarter about this they would have sold the oil so cheap as to or or bought up more oil fields from you know the the Middle East and and I believe that they they should the Russians really do need to recognize that they're no longer not even the second it might not even be a third might not even be the fourth 
superpower in the world. And that, and they're never going to get out from under that. I know a lot of people got this gloom and doom that here comes the Russian, the comrades, and this and that. But China exists. China exists. And not only that, they live next door to Russia. Mongolia is right in the middle, but... This war is more about China's political gain than Russia's move to try to strengthen itself. Um, but Ukraine will fall, and that's kind of... I think that's kind of fucked up, what's going on in Ukraine, because I kind of feel like... The world wants to help Ukraine, but they're in, they're caught in a pickle. And I think Ukrainians don't want Russia either, but they're just caught in a pickle. That there's nothing that they can do, that they can't get the help that they need, and they can't defend themselves from Russia. But ultimately, eventually down the road, I don't know how, how long it's going to take for the Russians to figure this out, that they're never going to be... The time for them to be... And remain a, a superpower was before the raw, before the fall of the USSR and before the collapse of the Soviet Union. Um, and the fact that they could not just they couldn't figure out how to become, you know, a producer of things in the world, and that go that goes all the way back to their beginnings. They don't have no free press. Again, they don't have no free like it's a dictatorship that sucks. China is probably this is why China will, will remain I think at the second seat of the world power China was in an aspect like that where it was just but they've transitioned over to like almost a democracy not quite but almost not really, but kind of. Because you can go to China right now and see all kinds of booming businesses. And they have a lot to produce to the world. And they have a roaring middle class. And much to the chagrin of the United States, thinking that China is the enemy, I don't believe they are. They never have been. Uh, they don't send people over here to fuck us up. They don't. We shouldn't be over there fucking their shit up either. Matter of fact, there's a lot of business to be done between us. Uh, there's a lot that we can gain from each other's. I think we should align ourselves with China and just eradicate the Russian, the Russian mentality. And, and I think that this fight is another. Again, it's a European thing. Um, I don't necessarily believe the United States should be involved, but I think we probably end up will be sooner or later. Probably in a little bit more of the later stages because we just got down out of war um, and it's time it's time for Germany to mobilize and I know Germany Germany can mobilize it's time for the Brits to mobilize it's time for all of them need to mobilize Italians the Spanish they all need to mobilize because Russia can't take on that many and that's which was proven a long time ago. Russia will be fighting a war on all kinds of fronts. It's just not feasible. The only the only thing that they can do, and I believe they probably maybe they're capable of launching nuclear weapons, but I mean that that again again that also spins spells the doom for them. Nukes will not be used. There I, I've predicted before probably a total of one to two more nuclear bombs will be dropped in the world before 
the entire world will not tolerate it no more. And so, and I don't think Russia going to drop the one because then they're obligated to be retaliated against. And the United States just has just as big as guns as they do. Um, but it is fascinating to watch, watch how that unfolded, how we pulled out of Afghanistan, and like a bunch of fucking bitches, Russia is now on the move. Uh, it's all a political game to these people. They didn't do that shit the entire time we were there. Um, they had just been slowly biding their time. Uh, and my and I can't. And it's just so saddening to me that the Republican Party and Trump they kind of had a thing for Putin. Uh, and to me, that was just the most bullshit I could ever see. Um, the Russians have been a long time for a long time have been kind of our rivals in the world Um, and I know the hatred that we have for Russia is just as is probably compounded hatred over there for us so I don't you know we never needed the Russians you know we don't really need anything from them I believe the world should pull the rug out from under these clowns. Um, and, and But pull the rug out from everybody. We need to pull it out. Just fucking... E- erase the oil need. I know people are scared of fucking... $7 a gallon bullshit, but... I, I hope it gets to 7 or 8 and $10 a gallon. That way... We completely collapse uh, driving wise, and the government steps in and forces these big companies to just immediately set up the electric cars. Put the electric cars on the fucking road now. I, I mean, God forbid we wait another fucking hundred years before the idea finally fucking dawns in. Oh, most of the world is fighting over oil. Let's pull the fuck out of oil and let China deal with the oil crisis because I believe nobody was going to fuck with China. Nobody is going to fuck with China. They're just going to have to deal with it. Again, that the, again that bolster it bolsters Chinese way of life that they're now they're probably like again, this is there's no no matter which way you chop it up, China will be Either the first or the second world power. I mean, the United States needs to figure it out too. We're apparently we're small. We spend all this money on defense and this and that. We've got a quite a quite a lot to figure out about where we stand in the world, our technology, our freedoms. Uh, we need to reverse some of the fucking things we've done over the years, especially when it comes to free speech. You know. Artists need to be free to speak their mind about out about anything. We need to reverse some of the uh, decisions about drugs and drug wars. We need to reconsider our prison system. We got we got some major earth shattering. We need medical for all. These are things that if we don't figure out, we would just be slowly passed up by the rest of the world. Um, but we can, I believe we can figure it out. 
this is what's going to separate us from a Russia, from anywhere else, from a China. And maybe we'll be 1A, 1B. You know, maybe we don't have to be in second place. We'll just be 1A or 1B. You know? And this and this all that has to do with is what, what Russia's trying to do. Uh, the, it's an oil grab plus it's a power grab. They want to be more in dominating in the world. But they want to be put back up on the map like they used to be. Which it cannot happen. Which is why I'm telling you they will spread this war across more European nations. And I, and I kind of feel like... Um, <clears throat> that was, this was just the this was just the bell. This was a this was round one, and they're they're gonna get to round twelve eventually. Uh, but I think that I think they're biding their time too. I think they're kind of right there, just uh, you know, biding their time really slow. You know, up and down, up and down. Just okay, they're gonna do this, take over your Ukraine. Pause for a minute, bolster their troops again. Pause out probably for six months to a year and then continue on that they have issues somewhere else and gain another territory up until the point as if they're at the borders of Germany and other nations. I think that's kind of what's going to happen. And then as they see that they didn't really gain any political strength and while it's going to take time for the, the German armies and all them to to get bolstered up and for NATO to really um you know for NATO to really like kick itself into high gear but at that same time Russia will be also gaining traction and then the conflict will escalate eventually to a really big scenario at which point I believe if we start cutting off the oil imports from Russia and the rest of the world just simply cuts them off from that aspect uh they do have oil to funnel themselves, but if they, you know, money is still a big issue. You know, money will always be a big issue, especially when they had to buy arms and and different things of the nature. It's kind of it's kind of peculiar that they went. They're basing all this war off of oil, and oil is kind of the major major theme, and yet. I don't know if they don't know that oil is probably we could do without it. I don't know if they're still relying on some very old school belief that oil is the number one commodity in the world when it's not. And it probably won't be for much longer if if this is the case. And I'm just kind of wondering what they're going to do. I mean, I don't really know. Can they hack into the United States accounts and I kind of think that they're going to try to do that they're going to unlock and unfreeze money so that they can do this and that and the other thing but if there's one thing America does know better than anybody else it's money and believe it or not the money is that's in our wheelhouse um, we got some of the best banking cartels in the world here in the states in that's just something that they're not going to figure out. And, and I don't believe they can. I don't believe that they're going to be able to last economically. Sanctions or otherwise. But we really need to cut the oil off from them. But with that, I'm, I'm going to break down another little angle of this. So hang tight. Well, I'll, I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. So 
all the doom and gloom that we just talked about. World War Three. But I, I'm going to give you this angle. I don't think it's going to be as much World War Three like the history books once portrayed this thing being. Um, because the countries literally have outdone themselves now. Uh, the the planes are so much more high tech and and capable than their predecessors in those wars. You know, and America's jets are crazy. You know, you know, Israel's jets are crazy. I mean, it's just one of these things. I don't know really how to tell you. If you look at the 1930s and where they would just have planes in the skies and just dropping bombs on whole towns, and while that still is a strategy, it's not going to be like that. Um. You know, and America really beat up and flexed its muscle on Iraq and Afghanistan. Like, we really toppled our governments fairly quick. Uh, we did, where at the end game was, we didn't know what to put back in its place. Which ultimately just led to the Taliban and crazy motherfuckers just resuming power in these countries. Uh, we didn't beat back the idea, but we beat the governments fairly quick. We toppled Iraq within like a year. And that's kind of the thing. Uh, That's the thing that I'm going to get at is this angle that a lot of people have this notion that this war is going to be drug out over like several years. And, you know, there's going to be mad suffering, which there probably will be regardless. And that, you know, everybody's got these horror these horror fucking notions of war and it's granted it's rightfully so because where can you just go if Russians come in and start fucking up Germany where can you again there's nowhere to flee you can't you can't evacuate uh, a country of 40 plus million people to just France or something like that you just can't do that but the weapons of war that the the vehicles of war, the tanks of war are so much more advanced than they were back in those days that it you would almost assume you'd have to fight this thing hand-to-hand combat because even the rifles, there was no 50 caliber rifle back in the day that can pierce fucking tanks or something. No, there was no weapons of that nature. Uh, there was no, you know, stinger missiles to shoot down the fucking, the planes. They, they just didn't have those kind of weapons back in the day. So I don't really know if this war is going to drag out. If everybody says World War Three going to drag out for so long. I think it's going to be a start, a start and stop war. It's kind of going to be one of these things where battles will take place aerial or or at sea or even hand to hand kind of there'll be a clear victor and then the aggressor or the victor will just have to stay put because it takes time to build back some of these aircrafts Uh, you know and that might become strategic points of 
you know, destroying the, the factories that make all this bullshit. And, and cutting off the grid, which is always the focal points of a lot of wars, you know. Defend the bases, defend your territories, whatever it may be. The factories of that make the weapons. That make the gases, that make the bombs. If there's no bombs, well, they can't shoot and, but that's going to be the thing There's We can launch missiles and hit that shit via, via drones I mean there's just It's crazy what can be done with war now Versus what can be what was done back in the days Back in the days They would carpet bomb You know Things But things were still being taken place And You know And they had anti-artillery weapons That weren't very good But they would be effective And I know there's this glamorous videos Where it was like a lot of these dogfights happening in the air. And that kind of will be the case. But because the planes are so much far, so far, so much farther advanced than what they were. Uh, you can't, even if you lose a couple of those planes, it's not like you're just going to build them back and replace them. I mean, I don't know how many planes Russia has. Maybe they have like 50,000 planes. But you take a loss of couple thousand planes I mean that's not just something you're like oh shit like we'll make another one real quick no it's not it's not that case which is why I think this is going to be a start and stop war the blitzkrieg of the old days it just doesn't happen it just doesn't happen and and that leads to both sides it, it actually leads it lends itself to being a very sustained war but it also lends itself to being a very short war. Yes, if there is no clear victor at some point, then, you know, both sides have opportunity to regain their strength and then hash it out again. But I kind of feel like this war won't last very long. And especially one given the precedent I just told you before, I don't believe um, Russia will be able to be to gain any political strength it's not like most of Europe will kowtow to them some of it will I believe they, they'll have alliances that crop forward you know it could be Spain maybe it could be the you know Italians the, you know France maybe somebody you know somebody along those lines Poland I don't know will align themselves and be like okay they joined the side of Russia but it's all smoke and mirrors when it comes down to it uh, again China is sitting there really pretty China is sitting really pretty that they have not had to face a World War 3 or a World War in their history you know they kind of are they had a bloody beginning but not since I think this would be a good time for the Chinese government and the Chinese military to sit pretty, sit tight until said time as they need to come in and wipe out the Russians. I think that just is the case. I don't know if China will flat out go to war with Russia, but I think they probably will. Uh, they're going to be involved at some point, but they're really looking really pretty. They're they're probably looking so pretty. And I think the whole world is missing that 
aspect of this war that China is sitting there very China is just seated so good at the table that it's almost hard to fathom why Russia would even attempt this it almost makes no sense if you think about it just like I said will they ever gain a seat as being a superpower in the world is there even a superpower is there even a ranking of superpower where do they even rank can they even move up in the ranks I don't think so the United States needs a couple of years to recoup before we flat out go to war with them too I mean it's just one of those things how many enemies does Russia really want to take on because I don't really believe that they're going to they can't move up in the ranks unless they somehow combat with Russia with uh, China and do you do they really want that type of war do they want to fight America China most of Europe whatever left whatever is going to be left of Ukraine uh, their own internal mutinous struggles that they're going to have people don't want to fight for them um, there's already protests going on in Moscow you know in St. Petersburg I mean it's just one of those things you know and I don't really know if they can convince everybody they don't have the charismatic leader that once was a Hitler-esque figure uh, Vladimir Putin is rather shrewd in his um, antics He's rather quiet. It's, you know, suppressing the media. I mean, if you actually sit down and think about it, what news comes out of Russia? None. Silent. It's deafened. The silence that comes out of Russia is deafening. Because you don't hear anything. All you hear, all Russia is, all it is, is a Vladimir Putin face. And that's literally it. You get no music coming out of there. No movies. You get almost no products. You get literally almost nothing comes out of there that you would think, oh wow, like that's a Russian, those are Russian um, products, or that's Russian made, or that's, you know, that's a, oh, that that group comes out of Russia. Like literally nothing comes out of there. They, they put a lid on everything. And that's just kind of where. Russia has already, I think, tripped itself up. I mean, they're so silent. I mean, that's just what it is. I mean, and that kind of is a, that's a reflection of Vladimir Putin. And I I don't think he can rally the troops to the cause just shrewdly doing it. Uh, He can't, I don't think he can convince his people that there's some sort of a better life that awaits for them if they go and fight for their lives. If they go and beat the West, if they go and beat the rest of the earth. Is there a better life for them? No. Uh, again, I hark back to what their country is poor anyways. The sanctions not really going to slow them down because they're just poor. They don't have They don't have anything that they can be proud of. Other than this might be their last attempt at trying to gain some traction in the world. But I don't believe that they will gain any traction. That's that's just what I see. What I see is Europe as a whole, perhaps excluding Russia, is strong. America is strong. 
China is strong. India is strong. All of those, I mean, the African continent is strong. The Middle East, well, I don't know. Depends on what some of the Middle East is strong. Economically speaking, on those countries and militarily speaking. And, and, you know, I want to put the North American continent between Canada, United States, and Mexico are strong together. I mean, I don't really know if Russia can gain any anything. I mean, they can try to take over all of Europe, but only if they are successful in taking Germany, France, Italy, Spain, uh, the UK, all of it. Unless they're able to somehow obtain all of it, will they... Will they be considered anything? I mean, I don't think they will. I don't think they can. Again, what are they fighting for? Just to be a one man's greed is not enough. They don't have any rallying cry. Uh, apparently, he didn't learn from the lessons that was 9-11 in his own rise to power. They need the Americas to attack them and launch a nuclear missile to galvanize their whole his whole core of people to fight that they're lacking that there and I don't think they're ever going to get it and I kind of don't feel like even if they creep over and start picking a fight with Germany are they going to get it they're not going to get the rallying cry that they wanted it don't matter how many bodies they send at you know the United States is still lurking there too too and I think the United States if anything they're going to wait till the Russians attack the, a U.S. ship. And that'll drag all of America into the war. Um, but I think the war will be over rather quickly. The, again, this is a, start, a stop and start war. Um, the chances of a nuclear war happening are not really high. Um, again, because I mean, ultimately... Either bombs happening here in the state, um, but I mean, we're going to know it's going to come from Russia. We'll re- we're going to retaliate, uh, and I just don't think Moscow wants that. Wants that on their hands, which is a wise decision. Um, I know he made an ominous threat about if anybody intervened, that they would something would happen that would be that would have never happened in the history books before. Uh, and pretty much they're already kind of thinking of a cyber war. But I'm thinking, and I think I think everybody is totally missing this. I think it's an eradication of the money. Uh, but once again, America's got money. And I don't, and I'm not exactly sure if the Russians know what they're doing, if they even pull that trigger. Um, because that invade that that's fucking with China's money too. Our money is China's money. China's products are America's products, and it's it's in a relationship that's kind of tangled up. And America's done a great job of tangling it up. So where I believe that if the Russians all of a sudden erase all our our money, the our global money, uh, that that just basically that's just an open invitation for the Chinese to do something <clears throat> backed by the US and in, in, in actuality money isn't a thing 
money isn't a thing. And I think the United States is well aware of knowing that. The United States above anybody else is well aware of knowing that we have metal and shit around the world. And we, if we want it, we're going to get it. Because we built ourselves up in that. If we want oil, we're going to get it. And there's nobody that can stop us. And so the, our factories will still keep going, regardless of anybody's getting paid or not. Uh, that's not the case for Russia. Because if Russia has nothing, they only have to try, their only option is to try and take it. But they're going to be met, met with heavy resistance. Unlike the United States. The United States is good for the money. Regardless if they try to fuck with the money or not. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. I don't really know Russia's end game to all of this. If they think they're going to dirty bomb the White House. That's already happened. And again, it just it does nothing for... The United States... I, I've often thought about how to attack the United States. We, I've often... I thought about this before in another... Episode. I think in the cartel episode, I talked, talked, touched on it a little bit. That a country will have to invade the United States from Mexico or from Canada. Canada is not optimal because of the frigid temperatures and what already is a hard place to tra- to traverse. If conditions don't fucking, the conditions will never be tolerable unless it's in the middle of summer. Um, but in the middle of winter, it's just not there. And we have, and it's our own backyard. And, you know, the only viable place is through the through the Gulf, through Mexico. And again, the cartels stand by, and I don't believe the cartels will kowtow to the Russian military unless the Russian military comes in and buys them completely out, which I don't see happening. Um, especially if we already pulled the rug out from under them buying their oil, where are they going to get the funds to? Um, to purchase out billions of dollars worth of cartel money and it's got to be substantial money because to buy loyalty you have if there's two people right and we're both vying for the same job if we both come in and say this job if you pay us $40,000 a year we'll do it right it's, it comes in the matter of okay, what can you do for me? This, that, and then okay. Now let's say one person's been at that job for twenty years, thirty years, forty years, making that forty thousand, and you come in and say, "I would like his job. Give me his job. Let him go." The question becomes, why? Why should I do that? Why, when this guy's been giving me forty thousand dollars a year every year, we're cool, we're chill, got no issues. Why would I give the job away to you? And that's in where the bargaining chip comes. Okay, well, I'll do the job twice as better, and for two third, uh, a third less the price. So I'll do the job for thirty thousand or or twenty five thousand, but I'll do put so much more effort in. And that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to okay. Well, the United States gives the cartels twenty billion dollars a year plus arms plus this plus that. You're going to have to free our cousins. You're going to have to topple the Mexican government. You're going to have to pay us $40 billion a year. And maybe they'll consider letting them roll through up through Texas or through Arizona. 
Which again, but that still poses a problem because we're going to button down our borders and uh, and not let not just let them in. And I believe the United States could could probably countermatch the offer to the cartels and uh, say, hey, well, we're living next door. The business has always been good. We'll release Chapo. We'll release some of the people that are in prison to go back to you guys so that way you guys are a little bit more organized and help us fight the fucks coming over. Canada already has our back. I mean, I know... I, it's fun to talk shit about Canada, but I don't really got no personal beef with Canada. Canada is there to back, back us up as well. So an invasion here at home is unlikely for the time being. Uh, and even that, so we'd have to, they'd have to sink a lot of our, our ships. They'd have to sink a, a lot of our planes. And uh, America's just gearing up. America always stays on the ready. Uh, we've got missiles upon silos, upon ships, upon people, upon reserves, up to yin yang. If that's one thing America's been doing over the years is steadily increasing the defense budget. We've got toys upon toys of which we are only in the test stages that we've been dying. We've been dying for this kind of a conflict for some time now. And I think Russia has too. But much to the chagrin, again, once again, the big thing is China is sitting there. So I don't really know how long this war is going to last, guys. I think it's going to be fairly quick. But I, I kind of see it being kind of like... There's no there's no point in Russia invading and I think quickly they're going to dissolve. The world will cut together and put it stamped him out. And if he persists, like I think he's going to be tempted to to try and blitzkrieg the rest of Europe. Um that's where I think they're we're going to be they're, they're going to be a, a real problem is going to start and I think ultimately Putin just will will have an, in effect Signed his death warrant because uh, there's not going to be no way out of it for him other than death. Um, and it's not like before where a lot of ground troops had to go on ground and the uh, the scorched earth and they just scorched it, you know, backtracked and trapped the Germans. There's plenty of drones. Drones exist, homie. So I don't really know. That's not a, you, there's nowhere to run if you if you escalate. There's nowhere to run. And I know they're kind of thinking that too. There's nowhere for them to run uh, either. But it's just not the case. These types of wars is not like the olden wars. It's a whole new type of world war. Uh, full of fancy toys and full of shit. Where people don't even have to be on the ground. Uh, and I know Russia thinks they're real slick. And they're, and they're the cyber war. But the United States hasn't really been fucking with them yet. Cyberly. And once America really starts kicking, up, ramping that up, uh, Russia gonna be in for a surprise because we got plenty of geeks and freaks here that all that's all we've been doing is sit on the computer. And I know Russia's got teams of people too, but we got teams of motherfuckers here in the de- in the Department of Defense and Homeland, and we've got nerds sitting here with nothing better to do than the United States coming. Hey. We'll give you a million dollars if you can, whoever can, ten million dollars to figure out a way to crack these fucking cyber things and, infli- and inflict damage upon 
the um, upon the Russian government where the guns are shooting each other, where their own military is shooting each other, and then they're not going to be able to figure out what. I know a lot of people fantasize about the America's downfall, but it's not yet. America's downfall is not yet. So, with that said, guys, that's my thoughts on this, all this conflict and where it could go, where it's probably heading. China's going to come out stronger than even before. You watch. And I think the marriage between China and the United States going forward should be a more fruitful one. And I think really that's really the key thing here is what China decides to do. I mean, we, we have to bank on China, the Chinese government liking us for whatever reason. And you will see how that goes. We're going to see how that goes. And I kind of feel as if, um, you know, basically... It's just what it is. I mean, I think they're going to sit real pretty. I think America comes out of this real pretty. And hopefully we come out of this without an oil, a dependency on oil at all. I want self-driving electric cars in like I want them now. This is a problem of now, now. It's not a problem of, you know, when or how. It's a problem of get it done now. So with all that said, I'm going to get this episode up. And um, I guess we're going to... It's kind of crazy. We went from coronavirus straight to fucking World War Three. Crazy. So with that said, guys, we're going to... Uh, we'll get some more episodes up here. Um, you know, as they come, as things happen, you know, we'll talk about it. So I'll catch you guys later. Peace.